Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Cooper Boardman on WEEI. Driver sets. Here's the pitch. And he swings and drives one to center field deep. Back goes Duvall at the warning track. He has the room and he makes the catch in front of the bleacher bar to win the game. Oh, Mookie gave it a ride about eight feet short of the center field wall. And the Red Sox hang on to win eight to five in a thriller at Fenway Park as they come from behind to even the series at one and one. Boston eight and the Dodgers Five as they leave them loaded. Mookie Betts hit a bullet, but that ended the ball game, and the Red Sox are in the win column. Wow. <laughs> yeah, when it left the bat, you thought, oh my goodness, it'd be the Red Sox' worst nightmare, the return of Mookie, and he wins it with a grand slam, but he just didn't quite get all of it. Woohoo! Oh man. I mean, it, it really. It couldn't be any other way. I mean, a game that had everything, just everything, right? Red Sox are down, uh, then they're tied, then they're down again, then they're up. Then it's, uh, it, it is a game that had, what, 13 runs, 20 hits, a million left on base, and, oh, man, it, it just it couldn't have happened in any other script it was perfect the way that that ended and i can think of the other way that that could have ended but we're not going to do that because it it happened the way that it did 101 miles an hour off the bat of mookie Betts. he drove it to the deepest part of the ballpark adam duvall postgame and you just heard uh, joe castiglione and sean mcdonough on the call there of the final out that Adam Duvall said it to him. I could see people being worried off the bat because it's Mookie. Because it's Mookie. I'll underline that and say that again. Off the bat of Mookie bets with the bases loaded and the Dodgers down by three. But oh, it landed in the mitt and the Red Sox win eight to five over the Dodgers on a Saturday night, and it is Red Sox Review. You might know that already. Cooper Boardman here with you. Taz back in Sauter EEI Studios. 617-7797-937. 617-7797-937. And then on the text line, we'll, we'll take those two, 37 
93-7. Holy cow. And we'll get into like how this all happened here today, right? Some of the pitching, uh, the outstanding job that the bullpen did, the key swings. And look, uh, you know, we were with you pregame and, and we came on the air just talking about, all right, like how do you beat the Dodgers? I mean, they're the Dodgers, right? This is a team that has a championship pedigree. This is a team that, you know, when you sit there and you watch them and you pick up the lineup card every single day, you know it's going to take an extraordinary amount to beat them. And what it was going to take for the Red Sox, you knew coming in, was runs. This was not going to be 2-1. This was not going to be 3-2. The Dodgers coming into this game were 20-3 and in the month of August. The three games that they had lost, they had allowed eight runs in those three games. And today, they lose for the fourth time in August, and the Red Sox score eight runs. They had to do it. They had to slug, which they did. The three home runs, the three doubles, including the three-run home run by Adam Duvall off of Julio Arias over the monster in left to give the Red Sox a lead in the ballgame in the sixth inning, part of a four-run sixth. And that was a lead that in the end, despite uh, L.A.'s best efforts and most scary uh, moments of this ballgame, that did hold for the nine innings, including, of course, the ball you just heard off of Mookie Betts' bat. And uh, holy cow, man, holy. Uh, it, 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 it had a game that just... You know, you're sitting here, and, and we heard Adam Duvall say it post-game. We heard Alex Cora say it yesterday. We heard Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, uh, say it as well, that this had the playoff feel to it, right? And, you know, there are a lot of Dodger fans here. There are also a lot of Red Sox fans here. And uh, people were kind of complaining and talking about maybe the, the how loud the Dodger fans were last night. And I said, well, it, it, you know, you can say and feel whatever you want about the number of them being here and all that stuff. I promise you if the Red Sox win the game, they'll be quiet. And guess what happened? The Red Sox won the game, and the only uh, the, the only screams at the end were, were dirty water themed uh, at the end of this. And, and, and you know what? It's a game the Red Sox needed, obviously. Just about everybody around them in the wild card uh, wins their games tonight. And, uh, man, the, you know, this team did so much right today. Uh, and and needed to score to do it, and and really did. And it, it was it was outstanding. They hit with runners in scoring position again. We'll get into all that. We'll get into the twists and turns of the ball game uh, that started with, uh, you know, James Paxton included a, a Pablo Reyes injury. Rafi Devers in this game feels like a long time ago played shortstop for a few innings. Uh, you know, the Justin Turner double uh, after his home run, the Duvall home run, the ejections on the Dodger side. Dave Roberts was ejected from this game along with Max Muncie after uh, Chris Martin came in and got a strikeout looking on uh, questionable. And I'm going to put questionable in, in teeny tiny little font. It, it was questionable, if you know what I mean. Uh, called by the, the home plate umpire in this uh, situation and Jordan Baker, but Red Sox will take it, and uh, they made pitches certainly when it counted late in this ballgame. 617-779-7937 617-779-7937 uh, The text line 37937 as well. Uh, we were we're going to talk to you. I want to hear what you have to say. I'll tell you what I have to say as well, but uh, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, Alex Cora, uh, just spoke, so let's get to, get to uh, what he had to say, and then we'll get to what all of us have to say uh, right after that. For now, though, 8-5 win over the Dodgers. Here is the manager of the Red Sox, Alex Cora. 
Yeah, and we get playing, which is the most important thing. Um, you know, um, Pablo gets hurt. We got to move people around. You know, Bernie got a big out. Uh, Marty got a big out too, and uh, you know, and and John, you know, he grinded through the last one. So uh, we ended up winning. So you know, we got a chance to win this series tomorrow. In, in that swing, the, I think it was a changeup, right? Kind of like kinda had, you know, extended and felt felt his elbow. So we'll see where he's at tomorrow. He's, he was in a lot of pain, so we had to take him out. He's doing okay. Yeah. No. You love the salmon. You, you like you like all that stuff, the MRIs and the X-rays. <laughs> no, but <laughs> that's your lane right there. Packs. I mean, location was off. Um, we didn't turn on the play behind him, right? Uh, we got to turn those. But uh, I think he was off erratic with his pitches. Yeah, I mean, um, we got some some good at bats for JT. Ref did a good job today, and uh, Adam just uh, hit in the air to the pool side. That's you know we've been talking about that. He, he made some adjustments in the last homestand, and it's been working. And um, you know, I don't know how. Hard or high, whatever, but uh, it's a homer here. What was your What was your view on the Martin strikeout? Whether it's a ball or a strike, it's a tough job. Yeah, it's a tough job. That one and uh, the the Freeman one uh, early on with Bernie. Uh, you know, three two count, a few foul balls, if, if I I can recall, and then strikeout, and then in that one. Now we were trying to hold on till the end to see if you know to get. Uh, Chris in the ninth, but uh, I felt like that was yeah bad. You know, like we we waited, 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 tried to be patient, but we needed that one. You know, um, you know, we'd already face him, so go with Marty. Uh, you know, throw a good cutter, a good fastball fouled off, and then you know that pitch. So you know, um, he did an outstanding job. Uh, when you were moving people around after Pablo came up, not just moving Doris we feel comfortable with him at third, and Rafi has played short right in, in the shift. So uh, just for that moment, we felt that that was the best alignment. And, and if you didn't lose the DH, would Martin have gone back for the line? We were thinking about it, but we haven't done it this season. Uh, that's something we talk uh, in spring training about those situations with him, uh, kind of like take care of him. And uh, if we do that, he'll take care of us the rest of the way. And uh, it, it's, it's not as easy as people think, you know, base loaded, coming in get an out and then go back to, you know, go back out there. Um, we felt like John was rested. You know, he was okay. We needed to score runs, and uh, we felt that that was good enough for us. With uh, Verdugo, that was just the third time in baseball history someone's hit to lead off one with three straight games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, he, he's in a good spot right now. Um, he got a breaking ball up in the zone, put a good swing on it. Uh, he's up to the series. You know, for everything we've been talking about, the other guys, he's part of the whole, you know, trade and the history of Dodgers, Red Sox. So uh, he's excited about it. He actually came in last night after the game. He's like, what well, we got? Thinking that he wasn't going to play. I'm like, no, you're playing. And he, he was like, we're lowering the lineup. I'm like, no, you're leading off. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that he's playing well. Uh, tough at bats at the end, but uh, he, he did the, I mean, he's been setting the tempo from the get-go the last three days. How, how exciting has this atmosphere been? It's been great. It's been great. Uh, somebody asked me about how many Dodger fans are here. I played here in 2004 with the Dodgers, and it was similar. 
you know, it's the summer, people travel, and this happens everywhere, right? When we go to out west, it's kind of like the same thing, but uh, it was loud. It, I mean, it feels like from the sixth inning on, every pitch matter, and they were into it. So uh, it's been great. It's been great. It's a great venue. You look at it, you know, Fenway in the afternoon, uh, white unis, gray unis, kind of like old school stuff, and uh, I'm glad we got the W. What's your thoughts on involving in the area? Center. <laughs> Don't tell him that. <laughs> now, um, we slow him down, which is the most important thing because you saw what he did in the, first, in the previous at-bat. And uh, yesterday he did the same thing, break him in the zone, put a good swing on it, hit the double. Today, first pitch, he hits a line drive up the middle. So Bushy, you know, went out there, talked to him, kind of like slow him down. If he chases, he chases. He didn't, and then I don't know where the pitch was, you know, but, uh, you know, we'll take our chances right, right, right field, center field with him. We know that his power is to the pool side. We've seen it all. We've seen it for, for we saw it a few years here, so uh, trying to stay away from his power zone. And um, like I said, I haven't seen the replay, but, you know, it worked out. Just, just let me where you are on the standings in the year. What you had to do defensively for your plan? I mean, you come out of this one feeling tired, <laughs> but it's 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 we we're gonna play games like this the rest of the way. Uh, it started, you know, a, a few weeks ago. Um, you know, when we got swept by by the Jays, we had to pick it up, and uh, we did a good job for a while there. Then you know, the Nationals beat us. We went to New York, did a good job. Houston, same thing, and uh, we got a chance to win the series. Uh, you know, this is a tough stretch. Uh, they're they're really good. They're they got a good team, uh, veteran team. They you can see they they play the game the right way and they don't make mistakes. They grind at bats and uh, they can pitch. And, uh, and it's been fun, like I said, the last two days. And uh, hopefully tomorrow we can come and put a good game and uh, and win this series. How impressive was it to see Devers recover when he's making that out from Lukia? Yeah, that's what we talk about, like you know for his struggles, quote unquote, he can play like that. And, uh, you know, right now he's in a good spot defensively after that first inning in game two in Houston, I think it was, the first one, his struggle. But then after that, he's been, you know, on time with his pre-pitch and making plays. And, uh, you know, to get to throw out Mookie in that situation, that was huge. That was huge. We're good. Thank you. Oh, we're good, Alex. <laughs> Red Sox beat the Dodgers 8-5 to five tonight. Uh, what a game it was! Uh, so much in there uh, about you know Rafi and I, that just that last thing. And I, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come on back and, and we'll take your calls. I, we got people lighting it up, and uh, I got a, I got a lot that I'd like to talk to you about, no doubt. And I, I just you know I I think baseball is so fickle, right? Like this game and this sport where Devers was, you know, Eric Cole to where he was in Houston those first couple of days where it felt like every time he threw a ball to first base, you were nervous about it, to making the play that he made earlier on today against one of the great players in this game in Mookie Betts in an inning that could have been much, much worse on a nice sliding stop where Devers knocked the ball down, picked it up, threw it from his backside basically, and got one of the fastest men in baseball by about half of a of a of a spike. I mean, it was it was outstanding, and you know it, it speaks to, and we do this every day, right? I talk to you all the time, but it it, it does speak to you know the, the, that specific night 
is only as big as you make it. And the Red Sox have done such a wonderful job of that this week. Off the series in New York, you drop two in Houston. The season is over. You come back. You win two in Houston. The season's back on. You lose last night. The season is over. You win today. The season's back on. And the truth is, this team keeps on hanging around. And they sit here as I speak to you at 8 p.m. on Saturday, August the 28th. Sitting here, three games out of a playoff spot. So there it is. Uh, always sunny in Boston just for uh, those couple of minutes here tonight. Uh, all right, quick break. Come back. We'll talk 617-7797-937. on the text line. We'll come back. We'll hear what everybody has to say on the other side. Red Sox win over the Dodgers 8-5. to We're back in a moment on Red Sox Review on WEEI. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. The high fly ball to left field. Taylor's back at the wall and looking up. That ball is gone! Into the front row of the monster seats. The Red Sox third home run of the game, 15th of the year. For Adam Duvall, a three-run homer that just made it over the left field wall, 353 feet. And the Red Sox have taken the lead. It's 5-4. to four. Adam Duvall, a three-run home run, gave the Red Sox the lead. They'd score four in the sixth inning, and they would not look back. The Dodgers were 20-3 in the month of August until tonight. 8-5 win for the Sox, 
Yeah, this is Red Sox Review. We'll get into all of it tonight. Cooper Boardman with you, 8-5-WIN, 617-779-7937, 617-779-7937, and then 37937 on the text line. Uh, Sean McDonough on the call there as we remind you to save on the action-packed Nissan lineup today at the Nissan Thrill the Drive sales event. Okay, uh, let's get right into it. We're going to unpack the night as it is, and we'll go right down the call list here. And uh, we're going to start on the Cape. All right, we got Alan in Horwichport. Alan, you are on the air. Welcome to Red Sox Review. Thank you, Cooper. Uh, great job on the pre- and post-game shows. Uh, maybe I'm being a little unfair because he's a once-in-a-generation type of uh, personality, Big Poppy. But does this team have a personality, in your opinion? I don't, I don't see any personality, really, in the team. You know, Alan, it, it, it's a it's a it's a good question. I appreciate your call, and um, you know, I, I think you know, I think a couple of things. Number one, if you win, you got all the personality in the world, and I think tonight we saw all the personality in the world because the Red Sox won the game. And I think uh, the truth about it is that there are a lot of different teams that have won in a lot of different ways uh, emotionally over a number of years, right? Like Braves maybe a little bit more business-like uh, over the last few years. The Astros were kind of glitz and glam a few years ago, maybe a little bit more business-like last year. We've seen you know Red Sox teams that have kind of had that kind of swag to them, right? Like 04 had that, and, and there have been a, really every single one since then has had that from that perspective. And I, I think... You know, Alex Verdugo is a great example. He's hit back-to-back leadoff home runs here at Fedway, right? Three games in a row. And both times after rounding first base, after the ball, he watched it fly over Mookie Betts' head today. He turns back to the dugout and gave just a huge bellow. And things like that, that, you know, they might not seem like the biggest things in the world. It feels like the emotion of the moment. But I think this team has showed plenty of that. And I, I also think... You know the 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 one the one of the great saving graces of this version of this year's team is that there are vets on it, right? It is, uh, you know, maybe from what we've heard between last year and this, that is one of the biggest differences in this team to bring a guy to. And truly, really, I I, I and I we've heard this really on the Dodgers side a lot this week about what Justin Turner meant. The the quote from Dave Roberts about Justin Turner yesterday was. He, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like he stood up and, and kind of was the, almost the mouthpiece for a lot of guys over a number of years in Los Angeles. And I promise you, if he was doing that in L.A. and they're willing to talk about it now, now that he's gone, I promise you he's doing that here. He's been such a big part, and he has been uh, kind of the fabric and the quilt for this team uh, for the majority of this season, and it's why... Uh, you know, I, I, like, what, who's Poppy? I mean, no one's Poppy. Uh, you know, that's his, and he was here today. And I promise you that when he walks in this building, and I've been in a number of buildings with him, and he was on the field pregame and everything. When he walks out there, right, he is magnetizing. People flock to him. The world stops. He was outside the stadium, and people are 40 feet away behind the barriers, craning their necks just to get a little bit of a glimpse of him. It's, it's like Mick Jagger. You know, it's kind of a different thing than anybody else. But you don't need that necessarily to win. It's nice. It was cool. But, you know, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I mean, it, it certainly call in if, if, if you disagree, 617-7797-937. It wasn't quite that in, in 2018, right? I mean, you know, when you think about 
what the Red Sox were in 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 beating the Dodger team that we saw here tonight. You know, Mookie was kind of on the quieter side, and you know there are kind of a number of things there. But I I think you know th- this team certainly has a good makeup. I don't really think there's a big question of that. I think you know biggest questions are on the field, and a lot of those were answered tonight in an eight five win. Uh, all right, we'll keep on rolling six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Out appreciate your call three seven ninety three seven on the text line, and uh, we're going to Fall River, one of our favorites. Wally, you are on the air tonight on Red Sox Review. Yeah. Welcome. What's up, Cool? Beautiful day for a ball game. Picture postcard day. Uh, Red Sox fans screaming their brains out. Dodgers fans screaming their brains out. But uh, this game was like a smorgasbord. You got your bang for your buck today if you were at that game. Uh, Rafi seems to have turned a little around on his defense. He was made that Brooks Robinson play on Mookie, which was a big playing game. And Adam Duvall's uh, home run seemed to turn the game around. But uh, Mookie in the ninth inning, when he came up, that was a you know that was total Hollywood drama. I mean, you, you know, you, you couldn't ask for anything better. You know, the uh, the, the uh, prodigal son comes home with the bases loaded, having a terrific season. But everybody was sweating bullets in that ninth inning, but we pulled it out. But uh, it's all in their hands right now, Coop. They have to win. They have to win tomorrow. They have to at least take two out of three from Cle- uh, from Houston. But uh, the next road trip, too, is important. But you've got to win and hope we get some help. Uh, now, as far as chemistry goes, this team has chemistry. I think Carr is the leader. You don't have any cheerleaders on this team. There's no Pedros, no uh, Ortizes, or uh, anybody else. This is just a quiet confidence they seem to have with Cora. Cora knows what to do with these guys. He's squeezing the most out of them. I think that's really well said, uh, Wally. And, and, you know, to your point about squeezing the, the most out of them, and, and thanks for your call. I, I love talking to you as always. You know, the, the managerial, you know, people like to say, you know, what does a baseball manager do, right? Like, that's the water cooler debate. Well, you know, I, what we saw tonight was, you know, it was a master class, truly, in baseball managing from, from Alex Cora because he had to deal with, uh, first of all, Pablo Reyes is injured swinging the bat. You've already got Trevor Story in the game, so he's the designated hitter. And you've got to make choices on what you're going to do. And for a few innings there, his only option really was to put Rafi at shortstop. Uh, he could have you know, maybe burned somebody else, moved some different things around. But really the only opportunity without losing your designated hitter, at least for the moment, was to go and put Rafi at short, and uh, it didn't turn out to be anything crazy. Rafi, by the way, just uh, this was an aside that made me laugh. Uh, it is the second time Endeavors' professional career, he didn't do it in the minor leagues, that he's played shortstop. He played two innings in total in 2019, and uh, that was a blowout game when, when Alex Gore was trying to get Xander Bogart some rest. They were, like, blowing out the Rangers or something, so they you know just put him there. And so, you know, he comes in in a game that is genuinely meaningful, that is genuinely close, and that would set in motion so many things you know the Red Sox would go as Wally said there Duvall would hit the home run they take the lead and then okay now you can move it back around you can take story out of the DH spot put him at shortstop and play it out the rest of the way from that point on and have Reese McGuire go behind the plate Connor Wong had been second base so many details so many things whatever and and just you know it was like it was a carousel of moves at that point and then in the eighth inning, and I've seen some some uh, tweets and and some messages about kind of what Alex Cora his choice making in that eighth inning in particular. So we go into the eighth inning of this ball game, and I think this is so 
I mean, it was it was just, you know the biggest moment at that point in the game before Mookie Betts stepped up in the ninth. You're in the eighth inning. The Red Sox are leading this game uh, by a score of at that point seven to four. The Dodgers are trying, you know, try to hit their way back into the ball game. They're doing platoon splits. So uh, David Peralta comes in, he doubles. Mookie hits the RBI single up the middle. All of a sudden, it's seven to five. And Garrett Whitlock, it feels like, is kind of like on his own little iceberg right out there. And and you're kind of like, all right, well, when is Chris Martin going to get up? And then you're sitting there, and you're kind of like, well, you know, you, you start going through the bullpen at that point, right? Go one by one. Kenley Jansen out. He's he's apparently going to be okay, to, good to go tomorrow, but he was not going to pitch tonight. They told us that before the game. Nick Pavetta out through a million pitches last night. You Schreiber and Bernardino yesterday. They had Schreiber on the back end as it turned out. You're not going to use Mauricio Yovera in a high leverage situation. At that point, Josh Winkowski had been used. Brendan Bernardino had been used. And so you had two guys left to cover the final five outs of this game. Garrett Whitlock and Chris Martin. Whitlock was already in the game. And so you're faced with like this bevy of choices. And, you know, it's like a price of, is right deal where, like, who knows? And, uh, you know, you, you, do you let Whitlock get the second out of the eighth inning, then have Martin come in, try to get a four out save after what he threw 29 pitches on Wednesday? That was the season high. Do you bring Martin in, hoping to get five outs? Uh, but you knew at that point that the pitcher spot was up fourth. Remember the injury early in the game by Reyes. They had put Story in defensively because they were winning the game. And so all of a sudden, knowing the pitcher spot is up fourth, whoever is finishing the inning in the eighth inning probably isn't going to be able to pitch in the ninth. And that's exactly what happened. They went to Chris Martin because they had to, and he got out of the inning. Got a massive strikeout of Max Muncy, and if we were on L.A. Sports Talk Radio, we would be bemoaning uh, Jordan Baker, the home plate umpire, for the next you know four hours or so, and I understand that. If you're Red Sox Sports Radio right here on Red Sox Review, we're just fine with that on that end. And, and you know, it, 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 so he gets a strikeout. Uh, you know, Dave Roberts is ejected. Max Muncy is ejected. And then you're sitting there in the ninth inning. Tristan Casas has to pinch hit. And now you're trying to figure out who's going to get the ninth. You go to Johnny Leverage. Cora goes to him. Made it unbelievably interesting in just his second appearance of the year uh, in a ninth inning this season. He'd blown a save earlier on this year. You load the bases. Uh, and, and then, uh, well, he gets the fly out. And, and that is all she wrote. Uh, here, here tonight, the Red Sox win it by a final score of eight to five, and it is a, a nuanced story. But boy, is it a heck of a story uh, here at Fenway Park. Red Sox review eight five win for the Red Sox over the uh, over the Los Angeles Dodgers, and uh, we'll keep on rolling on the calls here. I believe we've got Justin all the way from DC. Justin, you are on the air tonight on Red Sox review. Hey, Coop, great job. What a big victory. I mean, to be 3-3 three and three, a little bit halfway over this 10-game stretch is absolutely fantastic. And I think this team will make the playoffs because of their bats in the bullpen. But also an intangible, I guess you'd call it, is the way Alex Cora is managing the, this team. And, and you just went through the bullpen. But it's also the lineup. He's going to juggle a lot of hot bats, a lot of young players. He's going to determine when to put them in when to sit them, and it's starting to pay, pay off big time with folks like Duvall. He's allowing these people to, to just stay in the lineup long enough for them to get in their groove and get hot. And I think that he is worth a one, two, or three wins above replacement, and that's going to be enough for us as these Rangers start to collapse 
because they have no pitching. Yeah, uh, Justin, appreciate the call. I, I think the lineup point is a really good one where, you know, think about it this way. And I know, like, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to say, like, play Alex Verdugo today, right? But, you know, this is lefty on lefty, and I do think that there are organizations um, that might get, you know, kind of their head in the mud on left on left, uh, on, you know, uh, Arias, who's, who's very good against left-handers and all this, and say, ah, you know, well, maybe I won't lead off Verdugo today, or maybe I won't have Verdugo in the lineup at all. And he just puts him right back out there, and Alex, you know, completely rewards Alex Cora, you know, in that spot. How about Rob Ref Snyder? You know, this is a dude who has not played all that much because they've faced a, a pretty good string of right-handed pitching, and obviously Ref is kind of the left-hand specialist of the crew. But when he's been in there, he's struggled. He's two for his last 20 coming into this ball ballgame, uh, that in the month of August. And you pick up the lineup card today. Rob Refsnyder's in the three spot, and he gets two hits, including a double. You know, you, you keep on going the way that they have managed different guys, right? Uh, Trevor Story trying to figure out how to you know play him properly at shortstop without overtaxing him. Uh, you know, Adam Duvall, as you said, right, trying to get him back into it. And it's it, this is not just an Alex Cora thing. Adam Duvall said something that I thought was unbelievably telling the other night about this coaching staff, and it was after uh, you know one of his wonderful nights in Houston. I can't remember which one. There have been so many. And he said it to, to Will and Lou after the game. He said, you know, I've been hitting the ball well. I've been, you know, singling plenty. I've gotten plenty of hits. His batting average was good, but he was not slugging the way that he knew he could, the way he was early in the year. And he sat down. And this is a Pete Fatsy conversation. This is a coaching staff conversation. And they wanted to figure out how he could get the ball in the air to the pull side a little bit more. And they have made specific adjustments. And here today, against Arias, down by two runs with two men on, in that sixth inning, he gets a cutter that is below the knees that would have been ball one on an 0-2 pitch. He gets the bat head down on it, and he does enough to take it over the monster and left. And, you know, like... That is coaching, right? That is the adjustment. That is the process right there. That is worth, you know, however many wins you want to say, that was worth it tonight for the Red Sox. And uh, obviously, played, obviously played huge dividends. And, oh, by the way, playoff race aside, if you want to beat a team like this, you want to beat the Astros, you know, the way that the Red Sox split with them in Houston, you want to beat the Astros when they come in here on Monday night. You know, those little things, and we talk about it on the other side, right, with all the errors and base-running blunders that this team has had, and that's a frustrating part, and that you can pin on coaching if you'd like to. But, you know, the the truth about it is the little margins matter so, so, so much. And they have, they have, they have won in those margins, uh, you know, a lot of the year. And tonight is another great example of it because both teams hit the ball very well. Both teams, you know, had shaky starting pitching and decent bullpen work. But the Red Sox, you know, had had the right answers. And tonight, Alex Cora had the right answers uh, down the stretch of this ball game, and it adds up to it to an eight to five win tonight. Red Sox review on the air six one seven. 7797937617979793737 on the text line too. Um all right, I I do want to hear something because this has just come in uh from the Red Sox clubhouse and it's um you know the man who hit a leadoff home run for the third straight game. Uh he is the first man to do it in a Red Sox uniform. It is Alex Verdugo and it is it is history. It's hard to do Ronald Acuña is uh, the last man to do it. Only three men in the history of the game have ever done it. And, and I'm 
I'm very interested to hear what Alex Verdugo has to say on a weekend uh, where Alex Cora yesterday joked that uh, you were the throw into the Mookie trade. So uh, let's hear what Alex Verdugo has to say, uh, and then we can we can talk to you right after that. But uh, let's go to that uh, Verdugo who homered tonight, leadoff homer for the third straight game, and it comes in a Red Sox victory tonight. Alex Verdugo. Alex, three, three straight home runs to leadoff games. What's been your approach at the plate with those? Um, honestly, just get a good pitch to hit and, and put a swing on it, right? And, uh, you know, it, it's weird to think that, you know, it's been three games in a row with one. But at the end of the day, uh, just trying to just trying to handle handle my business, right? You know, get ready for the game the best I can and uh, do my scouting reports on the pitchers and, you know, kind of just put myself in a good position to succeed. It's only happened. To, only two other guys have done it before you three games in a row. Um, is it about an aggressiveness that you're taking to the plate for that first plate appearance? Um, you know, I, it's, it's hard to say because, like, um, I feel like the last two days I've been aggressive in, in, in the leadoff spot. Um, the, the one in Houston, I, I, took, I took, I think, the first two pitches and then hit the third one out. Um, so, really, for me, it's just calming myself down, you know, not trying to do too much, just get a good pitch to hit. And, uh, you know, last couple of games we've been able to, to do that and, and put one on the board. Well, if Alex Verdugo can uh, homer tomorrow, he will tie a major league record set by Brady Anderson, not when he was with the Red Sox, but when he was with the Orioles uh, for the most home runs as a leadoff man uh, to lead off a ball game, that is. And uh, Anderson did it four straight times, and Verdugo has now done it three, but that streak is active. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, that, I, I thought that was interesting. I mean, you know, anytime you get a guy that's like doing something like that, it really is extraordinary. And, you know, Alex Corbin made the point. To, he has set the tone the last few nights. Uh, it is Red Sox Review live here on WEEI 617-779-7937. We only have a couple more minutes here. So, uh, you know, if you got something to say, let's get it in quick. Uh, you can also tweet at me. Uh, at Cooper K. Boardman. Cooper Boardman here with you. We got Taz uh, as well back inside our WEEI studios. Um, I, this is a part of the night, just as we kind of wrap it up. I'll give you kind of my quick hitters on on my thoughts here. If you want to interrupt me, go for it. But, you know, I, I think, you know, the biggest, uh, you know, thing from a starting pitching perspective tonight is, you know, I, there is genuine concern about James Paxton. And not, you know, long-term, or I don't mean anything chronic or anything, you know, too doom and gloom about it, but I, I think, you know, particularly his fastball. And, and he goes four and a third, four hits, four and five walks, and four strikeouts tonight. And, and when you talk about the success he had when he first got here, right, when he first came off the IL in May and really June, portions of July, and not as much in August, it was a fastball. I mean, nobody nobody was, was touching, considering that four-seam fastball. Uh, and his last few starts, and, and particularly the last two starts, and I don't mean to draw too much of a one-to-one comparison, but I think the two things are related, so I guess I do, um, is, you know, I, I think when you look at what has happened with his rest, he has, he has been on regular rest his last two starts, and his fastball has not been as hard. Uh, you know, he came in t- today with a, a swing and miss rate, and just bear with me on some numbers here, a swing and miss rate of 22% on his four-seam fastball. That's like the same uh, swing and miss percentage as Max Scherzer, as Garrett Cole, right? Uh, Swing and miss on his four-seam fastball. Today, he threw 14 four-seam fastballs. He didn't get a single swing and miss. 
You know, the velo, which was 95 on average early in the year, tonight was was 93.8. That one mile an hour might not seem like that big of a difference. That's 10 to 15 points on a batting average, on average. You know, uh, and it's also, it's not only that, it's it's the ability to rear back. You know, it's the, the, the hardest he threw today was what he was averaging earlier in the year. You know, he could rear back early in the year for 96, 97. We saw 98 once in a while. We haven't seen that these last couple of starts, and particularly tonight. And, you know, the, the Houston had, you know, hit, hit a couple of doubles, hit a home run off that fastball. Uh, you know, he's in the fifth inning today. The fastball command was, was certainly eluding him. It was the walk. Um, and then a couple of, you know, minutes later in that, in that fifth inning uh, after the walk, it was the Max Muncy home run, and it came on a fastball at 93 miles an hour. And so I, I do think... You know, there's something to be said about that. We'll see what happens. The good news is his next start, it looks like they would be able to line him up for an extra day of rest, maybe two. And, you know, when he's gotten the extra rest, he's been that dude. ERA below three and all that. So just just some food for thought as we get out of here on that end of things. Uh, Garrett Whitlock, I, I think, you know, and I know he had some struggles in that eighth inning, but, boy, that relief roll, uh, holy cow. I, that relief roll for him is such a good spot. Uh, it doesn't mean he can't be a starter, but you know it, it tantalizes you, especially if they got starting pitching uh, right in front of him as well. All right, uh, that is it for tonight. What a night it was! Remember, twelve thirty-five, the Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show uh, tomorrow, one thirty-five on the Shaws and Star Market WEEI Red Sox Radio Network. Huge thanks to Doug Lane here, to Bridget Prue back there, to Mike Tazi. We got Taz back there. Thanks to him. Cooper Boardman saying so long. Have a great Saturday night. We got Red Sox baseball tomorrow as well. It's been Red Sox Review right here on WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.